Hello and welcome to the show, the last show of season four, if you can believe it. My name is Jenna Morton. <laughs> and I'm Tosh Taylor. And we thought we would end the season with something extremely important as our kids are about to be home. We all know how mm -hmm. important sleep is. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> sleep schedule, sleep cycle, sleep, sleep, sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. sleep. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so today we brought in with you um, the creator and the owner owner of Sleep Baby Sleep. So Sonia Bourgeois is a sleep consultant and this is um, like a once in a lifetime business here in the greater Moncton area <laughs> and you're like gold in our pockets right now. So mm. welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I, I think that anyone who has been a, a new parent with not just an infant but then even like all through the toddler, like the infant years, the, the infant stage, I feel like parents are more worried about sleep. Yes. And then you get to the toddler stage and you went, oh, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Now I really need help. True. Yeah, it's like, he's going to sleep tonight. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you call Sonia. Yeah. yeah. So tell everyone a little bit about what it means to be a sleep consultant. Because for yeah. a lot of people, that's still kind of a new it's term. New. Yeah. Like in the United States, it's very popular. but. And so basically, you know how people struggle with their child's sleep? So either your child is not sleeping through a night or bedtime battles or um, even um, like short naps or just not wanting to nap. And I basically help the family get through those challenges and support them through the challenges. And then, then hopefully they sleep through a night and have great naps. <laughs> and so yeah, so I basically support them through and navigate because there's a lot of information out there, but sometimes you need like personalized help. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's going to hold your hand and also make a plan for your family because everybody has different uh, parenting styles or different values. So yeah, so I kind of work with families and I have different methods and different ways of going about it, I guess. So yeah. Okay. So how did this kind of land in your lap. Like yeah, what made you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from selling alcohol to being a child sleep consultant. And basically I had my son, Louis, yeah. and it was a big uh, change. Like I became uh, extremely sleep deprived quickly. At like nine weeks, I knew I needed to change something because he was waking up every two hours. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't do this. Like this is too much. And I took like an online course to, to help him sleep. And I was like, whoa, this is simple. Why? Why? can't we know this and why is it like not in our community and why is not that information everywhere and so I'm like well I'm just gonna start a business so mm. I, I looked up and find the family sleep institute and got certified with them it's in the United States so yeah so that's how it all started I guess because I was sleep deprived and I just wanted to help more moms and I was in a mommy fit group and they were always talking about sleep like struggling with sleep and I'm like I want to help them but I don't have the background you know mm -hmm. so yeah so now you have the background yes. and you have the business. Yes. Tell us a little bit about launching your business and how things are going. Yeah, so I basically started in September slowly and started working with families. And it's been good, like January, I really saw like a big increase in influx, but I think it's the time of the year too. Like January, mm. new goals, new, new things. Yep. And, <laughs> but not since then, it's been good. So I've worked with, uh, I think like 25 families one-on-one -on -one, and I did like five workshops. So all in all, probably like 150 families already that I've Holy helped. Fantastic. So it's, yeah, it is amazing. And I did, I think 70 discovery calls. So like people have an interest for sure and people need help. Mm -hmm. and, 
So yeah, so I want to continue giving one-on-one -on -one services, but also workshops because sometimes just a newborn workshop can really make a difference. Like mm -hmm. last week, I got two messages from moms like just following my workshop, how their little one sleeps really well. So That's it's fantastic. like, yes, I, I love the prevention part of it too, yes. rather than always fixing problems in a sense. So. That's a good yeah. point. You know, um, when, I don't know, my kids are 10 and 7 now, <laughs> but they, when you were pregnant, you would go to the hospital yeah. and go to those classes. There's nothing ever no. spoken about about oh, sleep. Nothing. Nothing. No. nothing. And those are the things I would have rather learned. Like, what yeah. to do with mm. this child once it's home. Yeah. And, and you know how important sleep is. Yes. But you need to know these things. It's I agree. Prevention. You you mm -hmm. should be doing these classes while pregnant, and yes. then when the baby comes, you're ready. You're ready right from day one. Because yeah. you have like the tools, you have the the techniques, you you have the the sleep environment, you have the safety of it too. Because mm -hmm. a lot of I feel a lot of practices are not safe anymore because we see online these things, but it's not it's not safe, and we don't know it, mm -hmm. and we don't learn it in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like there's not mm -hmm. enough info. Yeah, for I mean, us. I was having a conversation about that the other day with, with a, a safety institute mm -hmm. about the idea of, you know, you see these beautiful nursery pictures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. online stuff, yeah. and how unsafe uh, so yeah. many of the things oh, in these photos are. But it's what it's what everyone sees and they oh I want I the canopy and I want this and I want that. And it's and it's so and you can buy all the things. Really? So many okay. so many people think it is it, safe because you can, you can buy, buy it. it. Right. But it's because there's no regulations around it. I know. <laughs> no, you're so right, and that's what's frustrating for me. And that's why I will comment sometimes uh, if I hear people say things that are unsafe or I see things, I will sometimes say, just because they might not know. Right. Yeah. And I don't want anything to happen if I, if I can prevent it, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, a lot of things that are sold are not 100% safe. And like you say, people see it, so you think it's safe. Even for me, finding pictures of safe sleep for babies, almost impossible on the internet. Really? Yeah, because there's always blankets in the crib, there's always uh, teddies or crib bumpers, or there's always something mm -hmm. in the crib, but you want a bare crib, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so. That's it, like, I think around the time that our kids were born, it was, um, when they started removing bumper pads mm -hmm. from cribs, when they were like, oh no, you shouldn't have these bumper pads. And I was like, okay, but People still have it these days, yeah. like, which is weird mm -hmm. because it's like, well, I just see friends having it, so I'm just, I, but it's someone like, they don't know Someone passed it down, someone gifted yeah. it. And they don't know yeah. why they're using it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they are interesting, because why do you need crips. bumper pads? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, some parents I've heard it's because of like the legs in yeah. the. But you if were you worried use a about going through the sack, it stops that. Yeah. So that's why I recommend sleep sacks, and also for the soothers. But the soother is whatever. If it falls, it falls. You put a few in the crib. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think it's we need to start with tips. Like yes. What is, yeah. You, well, right there. Like, what are some of those safety yeah. things that yeah, okay. safety people tips, who yeah. are expecting, or you know, if you're the grandparent or the aunt mm -hmm. or uncle who's Ooh, like, oh, yeah. when I was pregnant, this is what we yeah. all got. Yeah. Some yeah. things have changed and for good reason. Exactly. So for safety, I would say I would start with, well, always placing your little one down on their back. So that is like basic, but a lot of people don't follow that anymore. So yeah, definitely on their back. And um, babies need to sleep on a super firm uh, surface. So no couch, no adult bed, because it can be dangerous. So really like you need a, a mattress that's for like babies. So a firm mm -hmm. mattress. Um, and like I was saying, nothing in the crib. So you just want your baby in a swaddle or a sleep sack and maybe a soother and that's it and you don't want things hanging around the crib, you know, just because anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my main safety and 
They also recommend no smoke around the baby and having your little one in your bedroom the first six months is recommended, but it's a personal choice as well. If you're not getting any sleep because your baby's there, you need to think of <laughs> mental health too. So yeah, yeah and that would be my main safety things, I would say. Yeah, and once they get toddler and in toddler beds, then you need to be aware of the room needs to be safe and there is more to it. But yeah. yeah take everything out of the room. <laughs> or they'll never sleep. They'll never, oh, ever or sleep. Or they will cover it all in, you know, butt paste. And yeah, then, true. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 They, they pretty much had a bare walls bedroom mattress on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you live and you learn. Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. So true. But but to that point, like every family is different. Every situation is yeah. different. Which is why having that ability to talk to someone one on one and yeah. go through like this is what's happening in my home. Because exactly. I remember being in that phase of like. I'm a pretty decent researcher. Uh -huh. I can go on the internet, I can get and a book, like, and I can see, oh, this makes sense, this is a terrible resource, <laughs> this is, you know, this is valid. But to then transform that into actually working in my life. Yes, and implementing the changes. And, having someone yeah. you can talk through who's like, oh yeah, I had this other family who yeah. did this. I know someone who did this. Exactly. That's amazing. And now I'm, I'm working with more families and I can really see patterns. So that's what I'm loving. Like I really want to work with more families to be able to like, okay, this is what's going to happen night two, let's say, and this is what's going to happen at this age because I've seen it before. And like, I know we all think that our baby is like unique and there's no other baby like that yeah, but it's yeah. not true you know what I mean yeah. like there are patterns and there are things that they go through at certain stages in their life and yeah we can predict in a sense so yeah okay. mm -hmm. um, I think one thing that I find uh, a lot of parents don't find that sleep is necessary <laughs> so true. many parents will say oh, yeah. oh my kid just runs on less sleep than other yeah. kids yeah. Blah, blah, I'm blah, finding blah. them more and more. And more I feel and more. like oh, that yes. that has shifted a lot over it the is, last yeah. few years. Yeah. Research shows that too, that kids are sleeping less than they used to like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, um, one of the main things is late bedtime and screen time. Right. So those two are really a big role in the fact that kids are going to bed too late. And yeah, a big part of what I do is like, pressuring people to go to <laughs> like do earlier bedtime. And it's crazy how much pushback, pushback I get mm -hmm. all the time. Um, but it's it's like the most important thing to have an early bedtime because oftentimes they will say, oh, but my child is just hyper at night or he's just running around. Well, it's the second wind. Like, right. like they, they're you've overtired. Missed the all window. Like you've missed the yeah. window. It's like, yeah. so it's going to be harder for him to fall asleep and stay asleep. So yeah, so the one tip, if ever anybody's listening, <laughs> is early bedtime. And like early as in like between 6 and 7 p.m. probably, mm -hmm. like early. And that makes a big difference. Then naps are better, your little one wakes up refreshed, and yeah. And I know it's hard because you sometimes have to stay home and things like that, but sleep is important for their yeah. brain, for their behavior, for, for growing, like anything, yeah. yeah. I think it's... I think part of what's happened there too is that shift in our culture where so many people want to put their kids in activities yes. and True. then activities like I can't believe how many times I see things that are planned for little kids mm -hmm. at Late. six, seven, seven. Yep. eight o'clock at yeah. night and it's like no one, no, we can't do that. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like I put Louis in soccer this year and it's the first time I put him in anything, but it's at 5.45. I felt that was reasonable. I'm like, okay, yeah. but if it would have been like 6.37, I would have said no because sleep is a priority for me and I know if he doesn't sleep, it's not going to be fun for me <laughs> and him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm yeah. going to be working with a mom that put her son in soccer in Dieppe and it's really late. It's like at 6.30 or something. I'm like, oh my God. So it's going to be a challenge for us to work through that as well, right. you know, but 
it is what it is at the same time. Yeah, but priority, like the 80-20 rule, I'm a big fan of that. So 80% of the time you, you really prioritize, like sleep is a, you make it happen, you know, you follow the routine and 20% you can be flexible. Okay. Oh, I like yeah. thinking of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so to not have like a super rigid, you always mm -hmm. have to be like super early bedtime, but you can't go also like 50-50 because then it's, yeah, mm -hmm. you will feel it. Yeah, and they'll feel it too. They will. Mm -hmm. yeah. They like that's it. A big thing I notice with my kids is my kids go to bed the earliest in our subdivision, <laughs> and people are always like, "The sun is still up. How are yeah. you bringing your kids in to put them to bed?" Because I'm super strict when yeah. it comes to bedtime because I know how different my kids are if they're lacking sleep. So early bedtime, it's happening, and they go to sleep yeah. because they're used to it as it well. It is. It yeah. is yeah, exactly. This yeah. is, and also I work in the evenings, so I have that bonus of I'm home with them all day. Okay. So, but I know a lot of these parents, they're not getting home till I six know. after they pick I them know. up from daycare. Then they've still got to feed them and then put them to bed. I know. Mm -hmm. So I, I can understand that, and I, you know, I can empathize with it. And I hear that it, often. Yeah. That it's mm -hmm. like, well, I don't see them a lot, and I, I know what they mean. But for me, I prefer he goes to bed an hour earlier, and I and I can have him in a good mood the next day or like during the weekends you know what I mean mm -hmm. then having him cranky and not just yeah and I'm well, sure his teacher appreciates that as well <laughs> the daycare yeah. definitely yeah. likes it when he's yeah yeah he sleeps well for sure. but it speaks to more of a culture shift that we as a society need to yeah. make to recognize yeah. that yeah, the, what we're doing isn't working best for families, not just for the little ones who need sleep, but their parents who do need that time well, with them. Well, and I think it comes from the parents, like adults, we don't sleep enough. So right. we, eat, we are yeah. all sleep deprived, <laughs> so then we don't even acknowledge our kids are sleep deprived, you know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. You mentioned yeah. screen time. Yeah. Let's mm. come back to that yeah. a bit and talk about why you were concerned about that because I think I know but I don't want to say it in case okay. I'm wrong. Well, yep. So they recommend not having any screen time an hour before okay. bed so that's going to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. And that's for all of us. Yeah, adults right. do it. Not exactly. just the kids. Exactly, but also because Hot it's a kettle. Yeah. It's a distraction. <laughs> like, I would not recommend having any screen in their bedroom, even if they're mm -hmm. older. Really, it's like, it stops you from, and we're all the same. Like, if you watch a show, you're just going to keep watching the show instead of sleeping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you want the bedroom, like, as simple and boring as possible. So, yeah, screen time is okay, maybe part of the early bedtime routine or right after dinner or before or whatever, but after that, I would just, no, no more screen. Yeah. Let yeah. them let them chill out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because bedtime, yeah. you want a bedtime routine that's around thirty minutes, and that can include like reading and PJs, you know, all that, whatever you want to do. But that is important to have like a unwinding period before mm -hmm. bed, and it's like consistent. Okay. So they, that, they yeah. know what to expect, and yeah. That was my next question. How mm -hmm. important is structure around bedtime? Like, this is the time you brush your teeth. This is the time you put your pajamas on. Good question, book. yeah. Yeah. Structure is definitely important. It doesn't need to be, like, always the same, but I would still have a similar bedtime routine every night. And that is because it's predictable and it's easier for your child to just know what to expect and just do it, you know what I mean? Like, and even for me, like, Louis will go grab his toothbrush. He, he puts his, like, he knows. He's only three, but it's because it's repetitive mm -hmm. and he knows that mm -hmm. then it's going to bed and it is what it is. Yeah. And they don't push back as much as if, if you don't have any routine, then it's a free for all. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I want more water. I want this, another book. You need structure. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about creating that structure, especially maybe with kids as they get older. Cause I know like, for example, in our family, the past two years, completely shattered any structure that had existed previously. This is true. Like when yeah. my kids were toddlers, we did have that like, mm -hmm. oh, at this time you go, you brush your teeth, you get your pajamas, you get in bed, and then two years of weirdness, 
meant that we lost a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to bring that structure back in. And I keep going, okay, we, I know in my head we kind of need to start all over okay. again. Uh -huh. Yeah, in a sense. Okay, well, maybe I can talk a little bit about something that's called family meeting that I do with my family. Ooh. So um, technically you would sit down with all your kids <laughs> and it would just be like a convo where you will would talk about the coming changes so if you say you want to start implementing a, a bedtime routine or earlier bedtime whatever you would kind of prepare with your partner in advance what you want to talk about and then you have them talk about it too and get them excited about the new routine get them involved get them to choose what they want in their bedtime routine mm -hmm. or the order of it and so that they feel they have a sense of control, that it's not you dictating, <laughs> you need to do this, you need to do that. And yeah. that works with toddlers too, but it works until probably they're 12 in a sense, but it's just to, to get them involved and talk about you want changes to be made in a sense. And it's just more, they accept it more and embrace it more. And you can kind of sell sleep to them in a sense, like if we sleep well, then we'll go to the park tomorrow, you know, you have yeah. more energy to do mm -hmm. fun things or whatever. Yeah, that is what I would suggest. Yeah, because I yeah. feel like there's probably a lot of people that either over the past two years, <laughs> the same thing has happened, or even just like we're heading into summer right now. Yeah. Summer, you know, your schedule does get a bit off. It does. It stays yep. light yep. until like my kids are nine and 11 and are going to bed when it's light out because it's light so late right I now. I go to bed right? when it's light like, out. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I think I'm the only person in my house who most days yeah. sees nighttime <laughs> which is fine yes yeah it, but I think that yeah a lot of people will probably have that you know thinking ahead to going back to school in the fall you know if you've kind of let things slide, slide. a bit for it's the summer much, a little bit. Yeah. how how soon in the summer do you suggest people have that meeting and start that conversation mm. again with kids would, who are old enough to be going to school I would do at least a week before school personally yeah. But in the summer, you can still do bedtime a little later if you want, but you need to have like a good foundation and a good sleeper. You know what I mean? Like for me, I might test it out to, to do bedtime 7.30 or 8 instead of like 7, but he's a great sleeper, he still naps, you know, you need to have a great foundation. Mm -hmm. And But that comes into, into play the, to make the room dark. Like mm -hmm. that is something that everybody needs, like blackout curtains or whatever you need to make, because it's true, like my son even tells me, he's like, well, it's it's sun is out like why am I supposed to go to bed yeah but yeah once in his, he's in his room it's all dark so he doesn't know the difference but yeah I would still not go totally uh, out of schedule in the summer but the 80 20 mm -hmm. maybe 30 in the summer yeah. but whatever yeah. You know, yeah. so that it's not as much of a shock when September mm -hmm. hits well and that's what yeah. I think that they they find for sure come September it's like whoa it's <laughs> like rude awakening right and I did the same yeah. thing I promised my kids that we would push back bedtime a half an hour uh -huh. they each get an okay. extra half an hour okay. um, to, to not go crazy yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. and then I'm not up too late but um, that's something that we should talk about you don't just work with babies right like you no, work I, with families with older kids too zero to five for now okay. and then we'll see I might actually niche it even down if uh, I find that I have a preference or there's like a more of a need for a certain age group but right now I, I like to dip my toes uh, zero to five yeah mm -hmm. and it's okay. different challenges so it's it's interesting yeah yeah so what can someone expect when when you come in and you start making a plan with them what's yeah. what's the first thing the first thing well usually we get on the phone first thing okay. so they reach out like I'm struggling with sleep whatever so I'm like yeah let's book a, a free discovery call so then we see if we're a right fit as well you know if the conversation's flowing, if they yeah they feel in the right fit for them and mm -hmm. um, then if they're interested we I send them like a, an intake form so they, they fill out a big questionnaire where I really can see the situation, I would say, you know, to, to dive deep in, in random things that they would not think but can affect sleep in a sense. 
Um, and then we have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, consultation. I sometimes do it in their home if they're interested or Zoom. Since COVID, a lot of people yeah. prefer Zoom and it kind of saves you time as well. Um, yeah, so we do that. And then during the Zoom consult, I obviously talk about methods and the plan and what they feel comfortable with. And then I write them a plan for their family. So it's a step-by-step -step plan with everything to include, like everything you need to have a good sleeper. Mm -hmm. And then I follow them for two or three weeks. So follow them with support. So every day we check in. So it's mostly for support, but for accountability as well. Because sometimes you, it's hard to make changes because you, you fall back into your old habits because it's easier. And, but I remind them what we're working towards. This is our goal and we need to, to move forward, you know? So yeah, that's kind of how it works. So I'm really their cheerleader in a sense, and yeah. And they can ask questions along the way because obviously sometimes it, we make a plan too and sometimes we switch it up because it doesn't work as we planned. So, I mean, yeah, kids react differently sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to, for you to be there for the emotional support too because I, I, uh, as a mom, <laughs> we've all been there. Like, it is, it is hard to, if you're suggesting the cried out method, yeah. th that is gut-wrenching no if people definitely choose that you definitely need support yeah uh, but yeah i feel a lot of what i do is the, the emotional and the support part mm -hmm. and that's what i felt was lacking when i had louis like to have somebody i could ask questions and somebody that's yeah some kind of outside support mm. yeah and someone i think too who gets that nuance that there are differences and mm -hmm. has seen different things because even if you if you're going through you might have a friend who's got a kid you know yeah, a year older than you and what worked perfectly for them <laughs> yeah, is yeah, not yeah. going to work perfectly for exactly. you, right? It, it, it's not a cut and paste. No. And having them tell you how wonderful, <laughs> you know, their method was, yeah. is that's great for them. Yeah, yeah, for but them. if you start to try and it doesn't work, you want to have someone that you mm -hmm. can be like, oh yeah, you're not my friend. I don't need to feel like I'm being nice to you. Yes. Exactly. This isn't working, help me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is true. And like a, a third, it's fun to have like a, a third party too, especially for like in-laws and like grandmas, because sometimes they, they don't listen, but uh -huh. they will listen to me, you know? That's a good point. Well, I was going to say, even, yeah, even between partners, if you oh, have yes, a different approach too. to how it's going to go, I having a, a third party might be extremely important <laughs> for your relationship. That's I true. had a consult, I felt like I was only there for the man to listen because she was like, I'm right, you know what I mean? But it was okay, like for me, I got paid and whatever, yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't care, but that's how it felt. She's like, yeah. see, I told you, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like a moderator in a way. I can even yeah. imagine between families that are two, like in two separate households, right? Because mm -hmm. that, you know, if one parent wants to do it one way, one wants to do it the other, and things would get done differently at each person's house. Yeah, oh my I've gosh, always yeah. wanted to be like a, a couple's therapist where so I'm, all, I'm a little bit of that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but even, because I think even if you're on the same page starting out about the plan, <laughs> it can go off the rails. Oh, yeah. I know, like even I can remember in our family, like we'd be trying things and my husband be like, can we just do this? Like, but I tried that. Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. but, but then sometimes, because sometimes it's like, a, no, you got to, Try it for two days, three exactly. days, four days. You didn't try long enough. That is yeah. what I see often too. It's not the lack of consistency. Like I tried this, I tried how long? Well, a day or two. Well, it's not enough. Like yeah. you can't see changes in a day or two, especially if they're older. Like it takes time. How long yeah. do you think? Like how much? Like I know every Average? kid is different, but yeah, what's <laughs> so the average? I kind of like babies because in like a few days you can see major changes. Okay. Um, but typically for it to fall into places a week or two for babies, toddlers, it can be really two or three weeks because mm -hmm. really need to be consistent because they do push boundaries a lot and yeah, yeah. they need to, to take 
the parents seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they test it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right, Sonia, we are going to have to wrap up our show and our season. <laughs> but before we do that, tell everyone how they can find you to and find to you get today. your help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook for sure. So I'm. Uh, a lot. I'm active on social media, but I just uh, created my website, so my website is live. So you can find my packages, my services, uh, a little bit about me. And I have a blog as well, so that can help parents. And yeah, so that's and obviously my information is on there. So if ever you want to book a call, you can easily do it on my Instagram or website. And yeah. it's sleep, baby, sleep, but sleep. baby is spelled French. French, right? yeah, sleep, baby, sleep. Yeah, yeah, I want it to be a shuck a little bit. My name. <laughs> I love it. I'm bilingual, so. <laughs> That's another great thing that mm. might sell. So, yes. um, thank you so much for yes. being our last uh, interview of oh the season. Goodness. We'll be so back crazy. in September. Season five coming in September. Oh. Woohoo! Oh my. All right, have a great summer, everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can listen to the whole, you know, four seasons catalog Please do. on the Pickle Planet website. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all again in September. Bye.